You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and thank you for joining me on Episode 6 of the Blended Family Podcast. Last week, we spoke about moving in together, and so to build on that, this week I want to discuss how to establish house rules. Once you all move in together, it's so important to have a guideline of rules for the home so that everyone knows what is expected from them. I'd like to talk about parent rules and then the rules for the children. Last of all, there will be some rules for the entire family. I'm not going to give you a list of specific rules because everyone has a different family and different needs. Instead, I'm going to talk to you about figuring out what types of rules are important and how to set them. So let's begin with you, the parent. You and your partner need to set some rules for yourselves since you are the foundation for the entire family. This set of rules or expectations should help maintain peace in the home and prevent some disagreements. You may already know certain things your partner will find unacceptable. I think we can agree that honesty and open communication should be a given. And a rule that I would say is a must is that you always stand united. As I have said before, children know very well how to play one parent against the other. But if they know that you're a strong team and back each other up, they will stop trying to do that. Now, I'm not saying you cannot disagree because you will many times too. Take your disagreements away from the kids. Don't allow them to see you argue about them or disagree about one of their rules or punishments. So let's talk about other parental rules. Let's not call these rules though. Let's call them responsibilities. It should be discussed how you will both handle the chores and responsibilities in the home. Some issues you will want to discuss are cooking, cleaning, laundry, shopping, lawn care, driving the children around. If you have an infant together, you will want to talk about who will be getting up with the baby in the middle of the night. Only you as a couple can decide how you want to split this all up. Maybe you both enjoy cooking. Then you can choose who will prepare dinner on certain days Maybe one of you hates laundry and the other hates emptying the dishwasher. If you both work outside of the home, it may suit you to split the responsibilities down the middle to keep things fair. However, if one parent stays home, they may choose to tackle a few extras while their partner is at work. Some of these issues might seem silly to talk about and you may not want to stir the pot if all is well at the moment. I encourage you, though, to talk about this because it can become an issue later on if one of you feels like you're doing more than the other. No one wants to feel taken advantage of. So when you make these decisions, be sure to consider things such as each of your working schedules, ages of the children and what their needs are, and what each of your strengths and weaknesses are. It should be easy to come up with a plan that you can both be happy with And don't forget, as life changes, so can your plan. 
Another really important issue for you and your partner to discuss is how are you deciding to discipline the children? Of course, you will need to consider the ages of the kids and how long you have known each other. I always believe it is an extremely important role of the step-parent to be active in the stepchild's life. This can be a challenge for you if your stepchild is a teenager and if you have met recently. A teenager will surely be much less receptive to discipline from someone new in their life. On the other hand, if you have known that child who is now a teenager since they were young, well, then it'll be easier. I think children need to have boundaries and structure, and I also think it should come from both parents in the home, even if one is not their biological parent. If you're dealing with a difficult child, you can have an agreement to support each other completely, even if only the biological parent enforces the rules and discipline. But let's backtrack for just a minute. Before you can even think about disciplining each other's children, you and your partner need to discuss this first. Decide how much you want one another to step in. The first time you hear your partner raise their voice or get disappointed in your child, it can be a little jarring. Some of this really just takes time to get worked out. A pointer I have here is to play fair. What is acceptable for one should go for both. For instance, let's say your partner really is heavy on disciplining your kids, but when you try to say anything to your partner's kids, your partner flies off the handle. And yes, this actually happens. It really is hard for some of us to watch someone else yell at our children. Figure out what works for you both. And again, this can be adjusted as everyone's level of comfort grows. By the way, I know I'm speaking in terms of your kids and your partner's kids. I'm only doing that so you can relate to what I'm talking about. I much prefer to bunch them all as your kids, our kids. That's what we do in my home. The four of them are our kids, even though we know that they aren't biologically ours together. We both take a part in setting rules and discipline for all of them. But to be honest with you, it took years to get to a place where this all worked seamlessly. Don't forget also about your exes as they hopefully still play an active role in your child's life. Some exes may resent the step-parent and want them to take the back seat on this. And then other exes will be more than happy with the extra help. It really comes down to circumstance. One thing that I did with Sean's ex-wife in the beginning was try to assure her that I would never step on her toes and that I would support all of her choices regarding discipline since she was the custodial parent. If you all relate well, it may be a good idea to have a conversation with the ex so all of you, parents and step-parents alike, can be on the same page. And that leads me to the children's rules. Unfortunately, with a child living in two homes, it is virtually impossible to have everyone on the same page. As hard as you try, it just isn't realistic. Now, major rules such as behavior, schoolwork, etc. should be maintained in both homes if you can. But you're never going to consistently agree on what they should be eating, what they're watching, and when they should go to bed. 
In almost all cases, one parental home is more lenient than the other. And to generalize, typically the non-custodial parent has less rules. Now, please don't write to me and say I'm wrong. I know this isn't true in every single case, but there is a reason for why this happens. If a parent only sees their children for, let's say, every other weekend, they really do not want to spend most of that limited time disciplining the kids. Additionally, if the visits are weekend visits, there's often less structure on weekends due to no schoolwork. What I really recommend is that the non-custodial parent try to back the custodial parent, who oftentimes is the primary enforcer of the discipline. If your ex puts a punishment on your child, you should try to support it if it's realistic. If you are the custodial parent and every time your child goes to your ex's home, they get to indulge on sugar and a late bedtime, you have to let that go a little bit. I know you will not agree with the parenting choices your ex makes, but unless the child is in danger, you really don't have a choice. And this isn't to say that you can't express your opinion because you can and you should, but many times it will fall on deaf ears. Definitely discuss bedtimes. And if the child is staying overnight on a school night, bedtime should be close. You want the children to maintain some structure. And on the weekends, it's okay to be a little bit more flexible. So since we can't control what our exes do in their homes, we must get a handle on what happens in our own home. Depending on the ages of your kids, you will want to assign chores. Since your family size has grown, everyone should help out. I will attach a printout to the Facebook page and in the show notes for age-appropriate chores as a guideline to follow. Now, this this is where it gets tricky with a blended family. Unless you each have all the kids 50% of the time, you may have an issue dividing up the chores fairly. If there are some kids that only visit on weekends, you may not want to give them heavy chores since your time is limited with them. But beware, though, because the other kids will surely let you know how unfair this is to them. And there are some ways around this if it is your living arrangement. And by the way, this is mine too, and here's how we deal with it. We forego all chores on the weekends. We allow them to just relax on the weekends and have fun. That way there's no comparison between the kids. Another option is to have weekly chores and a separate list of weekend chores that everyone has to follow. For instance, maybe during the week you have them take out the garbage, take out the dogs, make their beds, set the table, do the dishes, homework, etc. On weekends, you can set some more simple rules that they can all participate in or divide. Our weekend chores are really light. What our kids have to do or what we ask them to do is pick up after themselves and behave and help us if we ask for something very simple. A lot of families choose to do allowance in the home. We don't stick to this, but I'm definitely not against it. It's just that our family schedule is so chaotic, it's hard for us to stay on top of that. If you do go this route, it would be easier if you post somewhere the chores for the week with a checklist. If they don't get it all done, you can give them less allowance that week, but it's a good way to keep them on track. And then you can make certain rules that are just standards for the home. House rules you may want to set are rules like respect each other, 
pick up after yourselves, no yelling or slamming doors, things like that. The kids need to know that certain behaviors are expected at all times from everyone and also what behaviors won't be tolerated. If rules are broken, you must decide what the disciplinary action will be, but you'll have to be careful here too. There can be different punishments for different rules broken, but if two kids break the same rule, punishment should be equal. If you're not fair in giving out punishment, the kids are going to call you on it. And I know that every child does need to be treated as an individual, and sometimes they need to be disciplined in a very different way, and that's totally fine. You just want to treat them all as equal as you can. You don't want the kids building resentment towards one another because of anything you are doing. Overall, it takes time establishing rules and boundaries in any home, but especially in one that is blended. Make sure that you and your partner discuss this all together before presenting it to the kids. If the children are young, you can post some rules or chores on the wall so they can see it every day. Older kids should be able to remember what is expected of them, and as the kids grow up, you can alter your lists and add to them. If they are argumentative, have them take part in deciding the chores. Let them choose from a list the ones that they prefer so they feel more eager to do it. And if you want, you can even rotate the chores if you have a lot of children. Remember, no matter how strict or lenient you decide to be, what is important is to have some kind of structure and boundaries in the house. And it's always helpful for children to learn responsibilities and rules. I'll admit we're much more lax in my home than we should be and Sometimes we have to pick and choose our battles. So let's go over household rules. There's not much to say here since we already talked about parent rules and kid rules. So let's not call it household rules, but instead let's call them household expectations. As parents, you need to set a good example for the kids. The entire household should learn healthy communication, which I'll discuss in more detail in a future episode. But the idea here is to learn how to talk to one another without argument or yelling, and this is possible. But it does start with you, the parents. If you model by fighting, the kids will follow suit. Everyone also needs to respect one another, and this means listening and honoring others' feelings and opinions. And again, this starts with the parents. Respect your partner and respect your children if you expect them to do the same. There should be no secret keeping or talking behind others' backs. You are one unit now, and you have to act like it. It should not be a mine versus yours thing. That mentality is unhealthy. You can establish a special ritual like a family meeting. This can be a routine thing or on a necessary basis. You can allow anyone in the home to call a meeting where you all get a chance to speak openly about what is on your mind But this can also be a good time to talk about rules of the home and what should be expected of everyone. You can also set one night a week maybe where you plan a sit-down dinner together. This is very difficult in this day and age, I know. That's why I said one day a week. Most families can't do an every evening thing with everyone so busy. Parents are usually rushing from work, running the kids to activities, and sometimes it's easier to grab and go. We almost never do the sit-down thing at my house, but it's something I wish for. 
when we do get the chance to sit and have dinner together, I like to go around and let everyone share their sunshine and cloud, which is basically their good and bad thing of the day. And it's a good time for you all to kind of reconnect. So that's what I have for you today. I would love for you to let me know if you have certain house rules or any tips you can share with me on what you do in your house for chores and rules. You can comment on the show notes or on the Facebook page. If you enjoy the show, please leave me a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or loved one. Next week's topic is going to be about determining schedules and visitation. Have a wonderful week and thank you so much for listening. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.